0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Man, y'all already know who this is. This two-time Super Bowl champion, Ike Taylor, from the Pittsburgh Steelers, chopping it up on Behind the Mask 2021, man. On the new version, man, we talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. We talking about life after football. We talking about nephews. We talking about how the game used to be. We just chopping it up and just talking good football, period. So make sure y'all tune in. Behind the Mask 2021.
0: Stay tuned. Before we get into the episode, we need you to subscribe to the Behind the Mask podcast. Click the bell for notifications so you know when the episode drops. And of course, follow us on social media at the BTM Podcast. Remember, on the Behind the Mask podcast, there's only one rule. There are no rules. Let's go.
2: Let's go behind the mask. Welcome back to another episode of the Behind the Mask podcast. I am your host, Takiyo Spikes. And you know I got to pull in the big fella. Big fella, what well, yeah, homie?
0: What's going on? It's your favorite plus-size model, 2 Reyes in the building. Spikes, what's good, family?
2: Man, everything good. You know, it's you, we got this saying, it's not too many times that we speak to a Super Bowl champion, but today we have a two-time Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Huh?
0: Most deaf, most deaf, man. He got, he got more rings than we both got.
2: <laughs> well, I got a couple in high school and college, if I count that. But no, you are right when it comes to the professional side, man. Uh, but without further ado, how about we bring our dog to the stage, man? Y'all give it up for Ike Taylor. Two times, ah! Two-time two times Super Bowl time champ,
1: Ike Taylor. Hey, what appreciate up? y'all boys having me on the show, man. And, and, and matter of fact, the Keo, yeah, high school don't count
2: when it comes <laughs> to the rings. You know, what I'm saying? how Hell many high no. school hey. rings you got then?
1: Hell no, uh, who me?
2: Yeah,
1: I, I don't even count, dude.
2: No, I'm saying how many you got though.
1: I got one, but I don't even count that. that Is it count. in football? Yeah, that don't count.
2: Hey. Man, I ain't see that. I need to check that fact sheet, man. I don't know, bro. I got
1: him. I got him right above the microwave. Matter of fact, I, <laughs> right right above the
0: microwave. Hey, he say he keep his dimes in there. Spice, you the only one that wear your high school ring, bro. <laughs> you like Al Bundy out here? <laughs> oh man.
2: No, brother. Hey, man, we appreciate you um checking in with us because listen, it's that time of the year to where it's preseason, training camp is officially starting, or it has started already. And, you know, man, we just had to check in with you, bro, because you always keep it real, always appreciate what you bring to the table when you're on national TV and also when you're on Behind the Mask. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to go Behind the Mask.
1: Hey, let's take off, because you know me, the mask, either you got the mask or the mask got to come off. So (laughs) however y'all want to do it, we're going to do it.
0: Say less, say less. So we're going to start with a, a segment of the show that we call This or That. We're going to ask you a few questions. You got to give, give us one side or the other side. It's going to be some tough questions. Man. So we're we going to give it to you right now. Spice, go ahead, take it away, bro.
2: Listen, man, we don't start with, since you got the high school rings where you keep the dimes at on top of the microwave, <laughs> we don't talk about the Super Bowl wins that you got. So which Super Bowl win was more gratifying, the first or the second one?
1: Oh, The first one. 2000, why is that? 2005. The reason why it was the most gratifying for me, cause that was my first year ever starting. Um, then I wind up getting an interception in the Super Bowl. But for us, we did it more for Jerome Bettis. Like mm. we knew Jerome Bettis if we was to go to the Super Bowl, we was going back we was going back home in Detroit. Okay. So and that's where Jerome was from. So the whole year. We was, we was like, do it for Bussy, that was our motto. So, um, and it wind up, you know, us saying it, then it wind up becoming true. It was like, damn, this is a real unselfish team because I remember going to Detroit and going to Bussy mama house and you having damn near 50 guys sleeping on the floor, sleeping in the bed, sleeping on the couch, but we all just sitting down, chopping it up and she wound up cooking for everybody. Mm. So I'm like I'm like you got grown men we can be doing anything else but we all appreciate each other this much that we're in mom's house chopping wow. up eating home cooked food that's when I knew it was real
2: I don't know about you guys but my incentive to get good grades was McDonald's at the end of the week Oh yeah Big Mac supersized I used to take my fries and dip it in the milkshake. Oh, last but not least, how can you not have that meal without the apple pie? Mmm.
0: I'm loving it. Mobile order and pay at participating McDonald's. Download and registration required. We're going to give you a little hypothetical now. So Ike okay. Taylor is a general manager, first year general manager, and you have to hire a coach. Both of those coaches have won Super Bowls. Who are you gonna take, Bill Cower or Mike Tomlin?
1: Oh, I'm taking, I'm taking Coach Cowher. Why is that? Uh, Coach T is more like button up. Now, don't get me wrong, Coach T IQ when it comes down to football is off the charts. Coach Cowher, he just he that old school. Like he liked the he liked the Oklahoma drills. He loved the two a days. He's from Pittsburgh. He went to Cleveland, then he wound up being the Pittsburgh head coach. So he's a Yenzer, like how they how they call Louisiana boys like Creole. Pittsburgh and, and Pittsburgh they call each other Yenzers. So he's a real live Yenzer, and he at the time it was just that old school mentality. So you you had to earn it. He didn't care whether you was a free agent or a first round draft pick. Coach Kyle didn't care what whether he was wrong or right about drafting. A guy at a particular round, dude had to earn it. So that's what I loved about Coach Cowan. It made our team kind of shy away from the coaching style, but really bond together as as teammates. So Coach Cowan's mindset was, "I rather y'all hate me and love each other." So now now I know I got a team. Go. Gotcha. So, Coach for me, Coach Cowell, man, it just being a head coach and actually being born in that city, that's a rare opportunity. So for him to be able to do both, he kind of understood what it was to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, you know? What it was to be a Yenzer, what it was to have the uh, pierogies, what it was to be like on the south side at Hills and all that good stuff, going through the four pit tunnels. Coach just understood what it was and he bought that with his coaching.
2: Oh, that's dope, bro. And yeah. I, you know, I appreciate the IQ and the insight. So let me ask you this last one of this and that. You you did a fabulous job. I'll say this to anybody. You were one of those DBs who just really got up under the skin of any receiver that you played against. And you stayed up under their skin. So I ask you, if you had to pick one receiver to start off with a team, let's say your Pittsburgh Steelers, who would it be out of these two? Heinz Ward, or Juju Smith-Schuster?
1: Heinz Ward all day. That's a hands down. Mm. I've seen Hall of Fame, safeties, linebackers, DNs. Look for number 86 on the field. And the reason why you looking for number 86 on why the field- Why you looking
2: for him? Go ahead and tell us, coach. <laughs>
1: because he knocking his off. Ooh. So, so then I got a receiver, instead of looking for a Mike, instead of looking for a, a running back, I got a receiver that's intimidating defensive guys. I, I have never seen nothing like it. He'll knock your block off and come to the sideline and small. He used to say if he don't have body counts, he's not playing ball. <laughs> that's what Damn. I used to say all the time, I need I need body counts. Yeah. I need body counts. But Heinz Hines was a little bit different, but hands down, there's no disrespect, but between Juju and Hines? Yeah. yeah. I, just, I didn't. I didn't. Seen, I didn't see. I didn't see. I didn't Hall of Famers duck and dodge number eighty
2: six when he didn't have the ball. Well, hey, I started off in that same division, and I know it. I used <laughs> to hear the conversation <laughs> from DBs like, "Hey, yeah. dog, listen. When you running, you make sure you run to the ball full speed, and you full always speed. know where number eighty six is at. Not Keep during the play, the but sport. before the play, so you have an idea." Or where you can get cleaned up, so I, so you don't be part of that body count.
1: So, picture, 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 picture back in the day when you had to go to training camp against him. Mm. Oh. You like that, and he,
2: he used to- He, he used didn't to do talk. y'all like that in practice, though, did he? The, rule, the nah, rules, nah, were different back nah, then, too. If,
1: if you piss him off, he used to talk to himself in third person. Like, man, they got voted, effed up. we were like, huh, That's who you talking to, myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he used to tell himself. The Man, they got water effed up. We're like, damn, bro. Who you, Hans, who you talking to? Man, I'm talking to myself. Oh, yeah, this dude got a, a few schools loose. <laughs> For real. But we used to, we just to sign, hey, Hans, this the kind of practice it's gonna be. We just to sign peace treaties all the time. Bro, so <laughs> when, you, when you got opportunity to go and knock me out, just make sure you don't. <laughs> just just ease late. up a little bit. Ease up. <laughs> Bro, don't, don't, don't even do it. Just go on. Say, pick a bull, laugh at me, do something, but don't come full speed at me.
2: It's a great month for sports. If you're into sports betting, bet online is where you should go win the money today. With the NBA finals already over and MLB heading into the second half of the season, there's plenty of betting action that you can get involved in. If you're a football better, hint, hint, which the season is coming up, there are tons of futures and props that you can wager on as well. This is what I need for you to do visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before your next tip off, face off, or even pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online your online sportsbook experts. Hey, bro! like, I love it because I think the things that really separate you, and I got an opportunity really to, to know you from a personal side, but you love ball, and right. you quick to tell anybody that, and you exude that whenever you talk about it, bro. So since the season is really now upon us, like, how does it make you feel, man, even though we're out of the game? But like when training camp opens up, like do you feel a certain type of way? Do you get a little itchy? Do you get irritated when people bother you in the month of August?
1: <clears throat> it kind of it left me, because it's going on year seven. So getting into that training camp mode, and, and we all know that training camp mode, man, is your body kind of, and your mind kind of turn into a whole different person. Because now you got to go into training camp, and it's nothing but survival mode, you know? You got to prove yourself every year. Just because you signed a new contract or first, second round first, second round guy, that really don't matter from year to year, man. You got to prove yourself like, I'm still that guy y'all was last year. Or I'm going to be better than that guy than y'all thought I was last year. So for training camp, man, it's just, you be kind of, y'all can understand this, you be kind of become mutated. Like mm. you, 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 you turn into somebody different, but you yep, got, yeah. to got to because yep. what I tell people all the time, football is organized violence. So they paying right. us, they paying me, to run into a, a, another grown man, regardless on his size, and I got this whole stadium cheering for me. Not too many people sign up for that. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 say it until they actually get the opportunity. So. For us to actually get into this training camp mode, you got to turn into a totally different person. And that's what people really don't understand.
0: And what did you do when you went the training camp? For me, I kind of, I told all my family, I said, you know what? For this month, y'all figure it out. Because when we get to the league, you know, your parents, your, your sisters, your brothers, your kids, everybody wants something. Wives or whatever wants something. I said, for this one month, Y'all figure it out. What was your mindset when you went to, uh, when you went to training camp?
1: Uh, mine was more, see, I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking years ahead. So I, I knew, I knew a lot of my family, my close family, friends, they was going to already say I was selfish. And the reason why they was going to say I was selfish was because i'm I figure I'm the only person who can make this amount of money in this short amount of years to make sure a lot of people straight so from that point on, I didn't care like i I didn't care what you how you felt what you thought about me, and you know once once I got into that mutated mindset and I kept that mutated mindset throughout the off season, I'm like either you're gonna rock with me or you're gonna get lost because I'm in a position where this can be generational. So in order for me to, 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 to get this generational money and to save this generational money, y'all gonna have to wait at least 10, 12 years. That's, 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 and this is what it is. I set my mama down, I set my sister down, I set my son mama down. I ain't even really have to talk to my homeboys. It's just, man, y'all just gonna have to come off. Y'all just gonna have to enjoy the ride. But for me, I was thinking kind of different because that was my mentality. Once I got in training camp, I mean, coming up from New Orleans at the time we was the number one murder capital in the world. Like from '94 to '98, we was no we was number one in the world. So my back against the wall, I always had that mentality. So I, I really wasn't tripping on going to training camp because I always felt like I was mutated. But I had I had to sit them down, and once I sat them down, there was like, oh snap! Because my vision was different. Like I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. I, I was thinking different. Like I'm, I'm thinking, man. and y- Y'all know, man. We retired early. We still got a whole lot of life ahead of us. So I, I once once I sat them down, they kind of understood. Like, okay, just we're going to enjoy the ride, but leaders do it alone.
2: Gotcha. Hey, and and <clears throat> I think that's like the epitome when you talk about that mindset. I think it's the epitome of what I look at when I used to see a football, right? And now when you fast forward now and you look at the lack of, I even say on the offensive side, the league has changed. You know, back then I, I can truly say when Ben came in, they spoon fed Ben. And now he's turned into the guy who's gonna be throwing damn near 40, 45 times a game. You look over the last 45 years the Russian records or the Russian yards that has been accumulated or the lack of has not been the same of how it used to be from the typical or ideal example of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You guys went out and drafted Najee Harris. Like how do you think he will jail into this offense? And do you expect for him to be able to really get them back into like a top five to top 10 Russian team in the national football league?
1: That's gonna be on seven, and I've been saying this for the longest. Like seven got to run; he has to want to run the ball. And but, Mr. Art, Mr. Art Rooney already said we would never be last again in Russia Mm -hmm. because when you run the ball, and we all know, you're exuding your personality. So when you run, and by the by the end of the day, it's a reason why they don't have fantasy football in the playoffs. Because it really becomes football. It becomes smash mouth football. Ain't no tight ends getting no more hundred yard games. Ain't no receivers getting no more hundred yard games. We handing this ball off, offensive line versus defensive line, linebackers on running backs. You might have a play or two in the playoffs when it comes down to the wide receivers. But by by the end of the day, this backyard football. And and, and and that's and that's how it is. And that's that's how we play, and that's how we won championships. Backyard ball mentality. Y'all know we're about to run the ball with Deuce Staley, Willie Parker, Jerome Benz. Now stop us. And we're going to play good defense. Fast forward to the playoffs. Run the ball, good defense. Now stop us. You just, saw, you just saw Tom Brady about four or five years ago come back from a 25-3 league in the second half. All he did was run the ball. Yep. That's all that man did was run the ball. So I'm like, dang. They swapped it. All the Atlanta Falcons had to do was run the ball because you only get three timeouts. But instead, ego comes in, offensive egos come in, whether it's the head coach or the offensive coordinator, that ego and that pride step in, I want Matt Ryan to have better stats statistically than Tom Brady. Tom Brady like, man, y'all can have them stats. I just want to put another Super Bowl under my belt. And I I know how I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna hand this ball off and then we're gonna go play action pass That's what people don't understand. Cleveland walked into Pittsburgh, what they did?
2: They ran the ball. Same thing. Same exact thing you said.
1: The year Patrick Mahomes won the ball, he won that Super Bowl, how he won that Super Bowl? They ran the ball. They didn't pass pass the ball. Now, they they got there from passing, but by the end of the day, man, you got to go back to him that ball off. You got to put that ball in that running back's stomach. That's the only way you're going to win in the playoffs. It's when you do is is when you do that. So people just get too caught up in these, and I get it. Football, football for the regular season for me has changed. When it comes down to stats, it's seven seven. But if you look at Tom Brady and what he just did, everybody thought Leonard Fournette season in his career damn near was over with. Yeah. And, and what and what Tom Brady called what they start calling Leonard Fournette playoff playoff people. Play <laughs> playoff P, playoff Lenny. That's what they start calling it. playoff limit, cause Tom Brady gets it and he understands it. Y'all gonna forever beat me in passing yards. Y'all gonna statistically, I probably won't be in the top five. But boy, I get seven to eight Super Bowls. Won't none of y'all ever catch me. And how I'm gonna get them? Good defense, and we all saw what we all saw what Tampa Bay did doing that playoff run. They play good cover two defense downhill. Bend don't break and Tom Brady handled that thing off and when he needed to pass, when he saw something he liked on the outside or Rob Gronkowski sitting there inside, play action pass, I'm going to give you the ball. But for the most part, it goes from Leonard Fournette to to not playing, to starting for the playoffs. Now we're calling him Playoff Lenny. This ain't hard, man. They They just make it hard. Football ain't hard, organized violence. That's all it is. But the teams who win Super Bowls, they, we all have the same recipe. So that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers have to get back to: smash mouth football, smash football on defense, which they have. They got a nice defense in their prime. They got some young stars. They got some studs. You got some guys who was hurt last year. They coming back. Your Devin Bushes your your Highsmiths and all T.J. Watts. Your Tuitts. You got your, your your Joe Hayden's old school veteran guy at the corner then you you wind up getting a trade for Minka Fitzpatrick. Like, you got guys at every level that are superstars. That don't happen too often on one team.
2: Bro, and I t- I'll tell you this. I never, and to that point, when you say, when they made that trade for Minka, I thought he was a baller. But I was like, I think they may have gave up too much for him. You know, and, and I didn't think he was going to come over, and I thought he was a good player, but, bro, he has been lights out since the day he came to Pittsburgh, bro. For
1: he, real. They, they view Coach T and Kevin Colbert. Kevin Colbert is a general manager. They view Mika since he was at Alabama as a stealer. They just couldn't get him. And when they saw the opportunity to get him, they went and got him. And they, they, they hit, like you say, they hit on that one. Because usually when you have trades, you don't hit like how Mika playing. You don't usually hit a guy like that. Well, they, they hit out the ballpark on that one when they got Minko.
0: So, yeah, I addressed the run game, and you still, you were on record saying it's about that time for Ben Roethlisberger to hang up his cleats, man. You still feel that way?
1: I mean, it's too late now. They they just restructured his deal. <laughs> so, I got so I got to rock with him now. But and it, it, this is no knock to Ben, but the only reason why I was saying it was because I'm looking at Lamar Jackson, mm. Joe, Joe Barrow, uh, Baker Mayfield. So in AFC North, which had pushed out three playoff teams last year, one division, um, when you try to look for the successor, who will it be and how long will you be behind these three guys I just named? So how many many years, if you don't win a Super Bowl, your organization going to be behind a Joe Burrow, who looks like he's got a promising future if he didn't get hurt last year? Lamar Jackson, league MVP a couple of years ago and Baker mayfield just got a good setup two running backs the best offensive line and a lot of first rounders on that defense with some studs at receivers and tight ends. so that's that's how i was looking at it. i was looking at it from a front office standpoint like i'd rather take this l right now while my defense is in a prime mm-hmm. as a young quarterback so i'd rather give me a young quarterback going on let the man play Get me a running back to go with it. My offensive line ain't bad. My defense is definitely spectacular. Got some good young receivers. Okay, we'll go eight and eight. But next year we're gonna you're gonna see the ten and six we're now in 17 games. But you're gonna see the, the the eleven and sevens and all that and all that good stuff. After that, we can take off, you know. But I felt like the longer you wait to move on, the longer you gonna have to wait to catch
2: up. Mm. So you 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 talked about the other quarterbacks, and I want you to keep your GM hat on because, like, when you look at that AFC North, like, they've become, like, noticeably good when it comes to the quarterback position. I want to get how you rank the quarterback position in the AFC North. Baltimore, you look at Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and also, like you said, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati.
1: It's Lamar Jackson, Big okay. Ben, Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield.
2: Wow, Burrow in front of Baker already.
1: I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at what they got to work with. Mm. So if I put Joe Burrow in Cleveland, <laughs> Joe Burrow by that, a fool. If I put <laughs> if I put Baker Mayfield in Cincinnati, I don't know. I don't know. If I put any if I put any one of them in Cleveland, they all got action. Mm. If I put Ben in Cleveland, got action. If I put Lamar in Cleveland, got action. If I put Joe Burrow in Cleveland, got action, cause I'm just looking at how they, they got the best offensive line. You got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubbs. Yeah. You got a, you, you 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 got what three tight ends. You got OBJ, which was hurt last year. You got T not T, um Mondo Young, um Chase. You, you got uh, Jarvis Landry, and you got um, worlds worlds people from Michigan, the other young star receiver. So you then on defense. All you've been drafting was first and second rounders. That's all. That, that's all you got on defense in the backfield. So you got you, you got it. So then I look at the quarterback. Like, is the quarterback that good? And I, I like Baker. I like his swag. He always he always got a chip on the shoulder against against the eyes and back against the wall and all that good stuff. But at the same time, man, I, what Cleveland would do if if Lamar was there? What Cleveland would do if Big Ben was there? What Cleveland would do if Joe Burrow was there? Cause I'm looking at what these guys are working with now and how their team is responding. So that's how I look at it. So right now, yeah, I go with if I have my GM hat on and I'm starting a team today. Right. Yeah, it's 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 Lamar, Big Ben, Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield.
0: And you still gonna pick Big Ben number two if you starting the team though?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm still I'm still I'm still gonna give them number two. Cause don't forget they still did eleven and eleven and oh. That's I mean, they, yeah, they they fell off the last five games, but they still eleven to zero. They still hit eleven to zero, and a lot of that had to do with had to do with Big Ben. Mm.
2: No, nah, that's that's fact. And yeah. if you look at, I would even look at putting Cincinnati as number four. Right? Did you have Cincinnati at four? Or you had them at three? No, we
1: talking about. I was talking about quarterbacks.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Quarterback. Yeah. 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 Team. Yeah.
1: Team wise, Cincinnati is four. I agree.
2: Yeah, yeah, With yeah, AFC yeah.
1: NFC North team wise, Cincinnati is 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 is, is, is folk. I mean, really between between Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and the Baltimore Ravens, it's gonna be a toss up for one, bro. I hate to say it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fight for that number one spot. It's gonna be a dog fight for that number one spot, bro. Because Cleveland, not the old Cleveland, and Lamar ain't the old like Lamar getting better, so. It's gonna be on seven. And if seven hand that ball off this year, Pittsburgh got action. Got action.
0: Facts, facts. And I and I can't really speak to this. We're gonna get into you a little bit. Um I can't speak to it because I'm not a cigar aficionado like yourself and my man Tequila. But uh um, what gave you the idea for one of a kind cigars?
1: Being there every damn day. <laughs> Going to the cigar bar every day, chilling with the old heads. Then one of my home my partner, who who I'm doing it with, Howard. You you can go to uh, Howard G Cigars, and my one of a kind cigars on 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 the line right there. But um, he was like, bro, I'm about to start my own cigars, man. You should you should hop on. And I was like, hell, what I need to do? I said, you know what, man? Let me at least just educate myself. So it took me about a year and a half to educate myself. Um. Took me some time, I had to go down to Nicaragua, go to Lancaster, PA, go to Connecticut, all that good stuff. So I just wanted to know and wanted to see, wanted to touch and feel how everything was made. So, you know, I wound up, like I said, it took a year and a half and smoke cigars like drinking red wine if anybody drinks red wine. Everybody got their own palate on what kind of wine it. like. If it's red, whether it's a Cab, whether it's a Marlowe, whether it's a Pinot, whether it's a Syrah, and whether it's mild, medium or bold, that's just how it is. Same way with cigars. So my palette is like a, a medium to bold kind of palette when it came down to the cigars. So it was it's 20% Lancaster PA and it's wrapped in a Sumatra Leaf from from Connecticut. So that's 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 what it was, man. But the process I enjoyed the process process of learning and educating myself when it came down to see to these cigars. And I wound up dishing them out, like, three, four
0: months ago, and they doing real good. Yeah, T'queo had the same, uh, same fate, though. But, well, he had the same, um, interest in cigars, but he had a different fate. We went to Cuba a few years back, and we did the whole cigar roll So I don't know if he ever told you the story, but we coming back, and they told us, uh, we can only bring, like, two boxes back. This Joker gonna try to sneak, like, four or five boxes back in the suitcase, we coming through customs. Guess what? <laughs> We done missed miss the flight. We couldn't find this Joker. They told all of us to go one way. Had Spice go the other way, man. Had me in
2: customs. Adam, me in custom.
1: <laughs> you know that Cuban that 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 Cuban tobacco, that Cuban leaf is 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 damn near priceless. So they they don't want you really coming back with with a lot of their product because it's just that good. That smoke, that smoke is really that smoke is really that good. Like. That's why they can pretty much charge whatever they want to charge, man, because at least out there in Cuba. For some reason, man, that's a hell of a leaf. I don't know what they're doing down there, but that's a hell of a leaf down there in Cuba. So and I've been to Cuba a few times, you know what I'm saying? And one of my homeboys, matter of fact, OG, he tried to do the same thing. <laughs> you know, he, he tried, and it, and it got his ass in customs. But what I was trying to tell OG, I said, OG, if you split it up, we, you're around five dudes. If you just give us a pack of peace, we got action. But nah, he wanted to bring. Man, I got this. I got it. I got. It. I got a young buck. And when he was walking his ass back to customs, you thought he was selling seventeen thousand kilos of coke. I said, I said, don't look. I said, don't look back now. I said, don't look. Don't, don't look back now. <laughs> you on your own. I told you. I them them, give them hey, them
2: hey, bro. Listen. And hey, he
1: went to sweat. Hey, he went to. He went to sweat like a pig in slop.
2: <laughs> hey, bro. And, and, and it was like, it hurt me, though, because I was like, dog, I got like five. No, I had like six boxes. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm trying to go through, you know, they were like, we came through Mexico City and they were like, hey, I hear what you saying, but you got to give me those. Like, you ain't paid no taxes or nothing. I was like, oh, I wasn't aware, let me, let me, let me, I got cash, i pay it to you right now, but I need them smokes. I ain't even trying to sell them. Oh, bro, they tried to act like they didn't even know English at the time. Oh. But you, you know what I mean? So that hurt me, though, it hurt nah, me. I,
1: I, I saw, I saw, I saw my OG go through it. I saw that slow walk he had. Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I didn't let nothing happen to him. I followed him all the way through customs. Like, I, I, I went with him. So I was gonna ride with him regardless, but it looked like he was walking into death. <laughs> it looked like OG, OG, but it, you was right. It went from English to Spanish to I don't know those. No, I don't know no English back to English.
2: So yeah, <laughs> I said, I said, that's how
1: it is. I said y'all gotta stop this. <laughs> By the end of the day, we was all laughing, but I said y'all gotta y'all gotta stop this. <laughs> y'all gotta oh, so y'all y'all say y'all give me a sentence. Then you go to Spanish in Then you then you say you speak no English. and you come <laughs> back to me in English, man, y'all, <laughs> y'all, this the move.
2: <laughs> I know it, right? <laughs> that's the
1: move, right now. I said, boy, y'all gotta stop this. Y'all do this too often. <laughs> y'all do this too often.
2: I know, bro. That that's one of my favorite pastimes, man. To sit back and and throw up a stogie, man. But I know you you've gotten into a lot of different things. In particular, I know you train a lot of kids and everything. But what else been keeping you busy, bro, since you've now retired and, and outside of doing the media deal?
1: So I got the Believe In Stillers podcast on Believe In podcast that I do with Mark Bergen once a week. I got my cigar line, me and, me and Howard. So you can go to howardgcigars.com, uh, or you can go to howardgcigars, at howardgcigars on Instagram. So we got that, and you can catch your one of a kind all day. That's the name of my cigars, one of a kind. Um Also, I got, matter of fact, I got to be leaving soon because my second oldest nephew, he's like the number two D-tackle in the nation. So we're actually driving up to Florida State for his official visit. So we did Florida State, Texas, Tennessee, Florida. So they're my, they're my five. My other nephew, he's ranked, he plays safety. Um, we got to see where he's going to go. I got a younger nephew. He's in the 10th grade. Going to 11, he's 6'3". Uh, he's ranked the uh, number 10 safety in the state of North Carolina. My son, this is his first year going to high school. He's ranked top 100, uh athlete in the state of Florida. So they've been keeping me busy, bro. So like I tell them all the time, I say, usually out of four, four boys, you only have one dog. Yeah. I got four dogs.
2: Ooh! And
1: I got, I got four, I got four dogs.
2: And you're training all of them.
1: And... And they eating. They they and all of them love contact. And that usually don't happen. Mm. What
0: what made you what made you get into the passion of, of training the kids and just, you know, having that interaction with the youth
1: now? Giving them everything I wish I would have did. So they, they they're they're ahead of the game. And for me, well, first of all, you gotta have the work ethic. So like I tell my son and my nephews, um, if, if I got to tell you twice, you don't want it. Mm. You, ain't, you ain't passionate about it. You know? So you're just hoping and wishing. And hoping and wishing that uh, you won't make it in this world. Because once you leave the house, the world don't care nothing about you. Nothing. You got to make the world care about you. So you got to do some spectacular stuff. But the only way you're going to do that is being persistent and consistent at what you say you love. Mm. So that's that's what I tell them. Two is it's it's the football IQ. I wish I had somebody who broke it down to me and just in the simplest form of how football really is. And that's what I do. So when they go on the field and they talking to the defensive coordinator, he'll know what he's talking about, but they calling out plays on the offensive side because they see a certain formation or because this is what they saw on third and five or this is what they about to see on second and fourteen. When they when they when they doing this at fourteen years old, I I'm proud because I wish somebody I wish somebody would've gave me the game when I was 12 and 13 years old to slow the game down for me. Not just me, just playing off my God-given talent.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's, 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 I like the growth, I like the growth about it. So for me, man, it's just a work ethic. And I show them I work out with them. Mm. So it's the work ethic and just giving them not only the game of football, but the game in life. Like, I'm telling y'all, once y'all leave the house, the world don't care, about. It's a cold world out there, bro. Cold. Man. Cold, cold world, life. cold world. So y'all gotta, while y'all got the opportunity to make a lot of money, man, y'all gotta make, y'all gotta make the best of it. And it's getting up at 4.30, 30 in the morning for the next 20 years. But when you retire at 35 and you are sitting on 100 million, you just like, man, it's whatever. Like, this this is what I do. You do understand oh. that. So just trying to give them the game, man, that's all.
2: Hey, bruh, I, I salute you for that. And and that seems to be the trend. When you look at Eddie George at Tennessee State, you look at Prime, went back to coaching HBCU in, in Mississippi. So it's all about giving back to the younger guys. And it's so much bigger than the game of football. It's all about quality of life and making sure you set a standard on your way, getting to the top and then leaving that standard behind for others to follow Ike, man, we appreciate the time, bro. Thank you for going behind the mask.
1: Hey, man, I appreciate y'all. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Anytime, anytime y'all want to chop it up, man, I'm always willing to come back on the show, bro.
2: Already. We going to check in with you throughout the season then, bro.
1: Yes, sir.